WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Listening to the student section NFL, we are back. It's uh, been a while, but we are back in the studio. I'm your host, Jalen Brooks. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Connor Rolls. Hello, hello. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. And Tanner Thompson. What up? And I can't forget our producer, Evan Cesaneras. What's up? So I know it's been a minute, but it's good to be back in here. But first of all, how was y'all's Thanksgiving? I gotta ask that right right off the bat. It was actually very, it went very well. Uh, I had a lot of family come up. Uh, few of us got sick, but other than that, it wasn't really terrible. There you go. That was pretty good. I spent it with my dad's side in Kansas City. That watched, fun. watched the Iron Bowl. Um, oh, that was amazing. Oh, that Two Iron Bowl after game. In a bar actually called Tanner's in Kansas City. Oh, what are the odds I, of that? I have like eight, uh, eight souvenir cups from that bar. So, anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's pretty I, – I wish there was a ball, bar called Jalen, but – Amen. There's <laughs> only one way. <laughs> I got to make it. got to make gotta a bar. <laughs> Just name Jalen. Well, that's good. Um, well, I'm glad you guys were able to get out of town and go see family. Uh, my, me, on the other hand, I uh, stayed back here in Tuscaloosa, oh, and man. I had a quick little short story I wanted to share of my <laughs> highlight of Thanksgiving. Do tell. Uh, so it was the day before Thanksgiving. It's Wednesday. and um, Sounds like the Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving Eve. was the night before Christmas. Yeah, tw- pretty much. But, like, I'm not. hungry. <laughs> okay. I'm hungry, and I'm going through McDonald's. Right. And this McDonald's, I'm not going to say which one, but it's full. <laughs> drive throughs packed. So eventually I place my order and make my way up to the window. The woman in the window takes my order, and she's like, she sees that like uh, that the line is full, so she tries to make small talk. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, so are you a student? Like, do you go to <laughs> Alabama? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yes, ma'am. I got a, I'm a senior at University of Alabama. And she was like, oh, okay, you're going back to see family? And I was like, oh, no, no. Uh, like every year, I never get a chance to go back to see family. I usually just stay here in the Tuscaloosa area. So I told her that. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. She goes, do, do you want a plate? And I go, excuse me? What? <laughs> she says, do you, do, you want, do you want to come over for Thanksgiving? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just caught off guard. I didn't know what to yeah, say. I was obviously. like, I, 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 like, and I told her, I, I was actually planning to go to a coworker's like Thanksgiving little dinner. So there you go. I was like, oh, no, I'm good. Thank you so much. She was like, okay, well, if you're feeling hungry, like after Thanksgiving, you can stop by my house in Northport and you can. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, she is going all out. I was like, <laughs> and this is like an older lady. Like, and I was like. It's a heck of a pitch. Oh, she was being so genuine, so kind. Yeah. And then she goes, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I probably won't be able to make it. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. She was like, okay, well, I work the next day. Do you want to come pick it up then at McDonald's? <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's not letting you off easy. It, exactly. She so wants I, you to try that food. I know. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, well, it'd be more disappointing if I say no. So I don't want to hurt her feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, so did you lie to her? So did I told you her. Did lie to her, Jalen? Well, here's, the, here's this, this is what happened. I told okay. her, all right, I'll be back. She said, perfect. I get in at 930 in the morning. And I was like, I know for a fact I'm not going to be up that early. It's yeah. like, it's break. I'm sleeping in. Yeah. So I said, okay, I should be around, make it around that time, 9.30 or 10. Okay. So next day, Friday comes, uh, I wake up and I'm like, should I go get this food? And I was like, ah, I don't want to be rude. All right, she already cooked it for me, whatever. So I'm going to go get it. Long story short, I go back to pick up the food. I'm like, I don't even know her name. I'm like, hey, <laughs> is the lady with... Was the lady like with like such and such features here? Oh my god! <laughs> just describe her by her features. Yeah, because like that's the only way I could do it. And she was like, uh, "Oh, like after like five minutes, she was like, oh, you're talking about me.'" And uh, I was talking to the lady <laughs> that's the whole hilarious. time. So she goes, "I go, yeah, I'm here to pick up that plate. Do you have that plate?" And she oh, was no. like, "Oh, baby, I." Then no, you're coming. I just finished eating it. <laughs> <laughs> she ate it herself. She ate the she ate bits and pieces of the plate and she felt so bad. She like what she had left was just like nibbles. Yeah. And I just felt bad, so she just gave me the rest because she felt so terrible. So I just took her plate home, and I didn't even touch it. But That's thank hilarious. you to that lady. I don't know your name, but <laughs> thank Does you. Does she know your name? name? Does she know my name? Yeah. I highly doubt it. I don't well, think she, she remembers. Did, if she was happening to listen. <laughs> Yeah, if she recognized that story, then it's Jalen Brooks. Go yes. find him. 
I, give I, him a full plate. I would give her a shout out, but I don't want any attention going to her or that McDonald's. But that was very nice of her. <laughs> very, very kind gesture by her. But let's get back to the program at hand. We are an NFL football show. So it sounded, although, like, a, it sounded like a real podcast there for a second. It really, like, like a random podcast. Just you know like I mean? just a story. Small talk. Everyone talked about their Thanksgiving. Jalen told small us a nice little, anecdote. nice little anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's the Thanksgiving spirit in me still. Exactly. But like I was saying, like we're an NFL show, so we can start talking about some NFL football. We can go ahead and talk about some great games that we had this past week over the break. Let's go ahead and start about, I think, the biggest one, possibly the game of the year. I would say so. Is that, yeah. is that a bold statement? Um, Eagles versus Bills. The Eagles beat the Bills. I had the score right it's here. 37-34. 37 to 34. Thank you, Connor. I needed that assist. But yeah, let's go ahead and break into this game. What did you guys what are your takeaways from this game? So I always feel like after every time the Eagles play the last few weeks, it's always game of the year because they always start off so slow. You know, the other team gets hot, you know, they were down against the Cowboys and they came back and won in the final minutes. They were down against the Chiefs. They had a, played a terrible first half and then came back to win in the uh, second half. And then the Bills, offense was terrible. Jalen Hurts had, uh, I, I don't know if I can call it really a fluke interception anymore because I feel like 90% of his picks are just batted balls on these RPOs. Yeah. He I, had a, I said the same thing, and then someone told me, like, at the end of the day, it's still a pick. And I was like, I can't really argue yeah. with that. So. And also, I mean, to an extent, um, this may sound a little ridiculous, but batted balls are something that, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a highlight from the defense for sure, but that's oh. something you have to think about as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's a part of the throwing angle. So it's definitely something I don't want to say worrisome because, I mean, a batted ball can happen in any throw. Yeah. At the same time, it's kind of becoming like, okay, a Jalen Hurts interception is off a of batted ball. So. You know who leads football in batted balls? Who? Baker Mayfield. Really? Fun fact. I did, that is a pretty good fact. Yeah. That's why they're so bad. But hey, they're not last in the NFC South, so <laughs> it will get it's to not hard to be. a little bit later. But, uh, it's a little hard. <laughs> Keep going. But, I mean – we also had the Hurts and uh, was it Kenny Gainwell uh, miscommunication yeah. that fumble that was that was pretty odd in my opinion. But other than that, Josh Allen balled out. Uh, besides that one interception, which was just a great play by James Bradbury. I mean, 339 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, in that interception, he also rushed for 81 yards, the leading rusher on the team. So he kind of carried this team just yeah. throughout the whole game. Right. Uh, Sean McDermott kind of screwed him all over on the last uh, overtime drive. Just Especially with, with that decision to um, – what was that decision? Instead it was of, like the blitz. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. the soft coverage, which let us drive down the field. Yeah. And then the final play, the blitz. I mean, Jordan Mailata even came out and said after the game, I'm surprised they gave us that look. So, like, yeah. that's And also I thought it was weird for him to – I didn't like him icing the kick. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have a you have a quarterback who we all know – who we know is – capable of some pretty phenomenal things. And he was doing it with all With little day. time left. Again, he was balling all day, and then you use a timeout to ice the field goal. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, it seems um, in, in those conditions, or it seems like a worse idea now because, again, it's that's a heck of a field goal to make, as we uh, kind of talked about a little bit. But, again, you have – what was it? What time? How much time would have been left? It was on like the clock. 22, 23 22, seconds. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not easy, but twenty-two seconds. Uh, a quarterback who can throw the ball as far as you could possibly want him to. Um, I don't know. It seems like he gave up on his team in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like part of me feels like at that point you can't really ice them if it's rainy, windy. Exactly. And your conditions are bad. A fifty-nine yard field goal. I just feel like icing it's not going to do much. It's not the right. I mean, I mean, in terms of the odds, I mean, weighing um, both sides, and I just can't be the right call. Yeah. And Connor, as the Eagles fan here, like you, we've seen Jake Elliott hit you know these type of distances before. So was there any doubt in your mind when he went up for that field goal? 1,000%. Yeah, of course because there Because, <laughs> I mean, of course, he hit a 64-game uh, winner his uh, rookie year against the Giants. Right. But he has never kicked that far. In those conditions. In those con- with the rain, with the wind. Right. And then also, I mean, there's there are still 20 seconds left. You have to tie the game right here. So, yeah. I mean, the clutch gene, I'm not afraid to say this. I feel like he might have overtaken Justin Tucker or he's on the same playing field as Justin Tucker right now. Yeah, Justin but I think Tucker he is the best best kicker in the NFL this season so far. I That's mean, fine. he's yeah. been he's practically saved the Eagles like half the reason they're 10 and 1 is because Jake Elliott has given them that game-winning kick like yeah. over and oh, over yeah. again because that like we talked about earlier in the season, the Eagles have just been struggling in the red zone. So, that's just been all Jake Elliott, but I know Tanner, 
we've had this conversation before. I know me and Connor have had this conversation. Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts, the more impressive QB. Were you you're more on Josh Allen's Josh Allen side? So I'm wondering, did that game change your mind at all? Because to be fair, I've always said, and I think Connor's on the same page, that Josh Allen is the more talented QB. Like when you're talking about a overall talent, talent? Yeah, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I think it's Josh Allen. Yeah. But at this very moment, when it comes down to winning, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback. It um, I mean, it's hard to debate in terms from a decision making standpoint. Um, you know, Josh Allen has a pretty bad tendency to play a lot of hero ball. He um, the season in which he uh, there was some stretch of time where he had not thrown an interception in the red zone, and um. And again, that was like his thing. Like he just never threw picks in the red zone, and that's an awesome, that is a fantastic trait for your quarterback to have. But now it's just the opposite. And again, I think for that original span of time where he wasn't throwing picks, Brian Dable, I believe, was uh, who he was working with in Buffalo, and before he got that Giants job. And maybe that speaks to Brian Dable. Maybe something significant has changed just in the system, and he just can't get it. Or maybe he thinks that again, he has to. Uh, he has to be the guy. He has to be the one to put his team in a position to win. But I don't know There's those decisions, man. Whatever is causing them, uh, he's got to he's got to work on it. And I've seen this. I've seen this Buffalo team operate really well with, you know, they have the they have the talent. I uh, obviously no. I don't think they have anywhere near the talent that the Eagles have. Right. And but also Jalen Hurts is a different quarterback. He is better at. Um, I would say he's 100% better on the ground than Josh Allen is. Regardless, Josh Allen is very talented on the ground. But I would say Josh Allen's also, I would say, I would say significantly better arm, uh, in terms of arm talent. I think it's uh, hard to take that away from him. Jalen Hurts is phenomenal, and what he can do with the football now compared to um, coming uh, before, uh, compared to playing at Alabama, honestly, is uh, is just unreal. Yeah. It's remarkable improvement to be able to consistently throw the football in the league. And again, the decision making is something that Jalen Hurts does really well that people don't talk about that much because he's a running quarterback. So it's you know a little hard to uh, people just don't like to bring it up that much, but it is important. And again, like you said, for all intents and purposes, Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Josh Allen is right now, for sure. And I think, and I, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Josh Allen is the problem, Buffalo, but I, I'm also saying he's not the solution. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much a great headline. I think I read that from Bleacher Report earlier, so let me give them some credit. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I just think uh, what we've seen over time, especially when we talk about his overtime, yeah, his uh, stats in overtime, zero for six, I believe. <laughs> Josh Allen in overtime is over, just funny. Oh, six for overtime. I mean, a lot of those are. Um, how many of those are? Has he seen? Has he been on the field? If that makes sense. You mean only getting a chance? Did he, yeah, to, did he get a chance? How many of those did he get a chance to play? That's a good question. Because um, I know it, like at least two of them he didn't. You're talking about like the one in the playoffs. The one in the playoffs, obviously. obviously yeah. Famously. I know. Uh, ever since, ever since that uh, playoff game, and ever since you know he was like, oh, we should get a chance, you know, for this to happen. Yeah. Ever since they in- implemented that new rule, like uh, you know, in the clutch time, both teams get a possession. He's 0-6 in overtime. That's crazy. It's Never funny. Mind. You're the main one complaining about never getting a chance. Can't and you can't still capitalize. you can't capitalize after you get your opportunities. Yeah, time and time and time again. Who knows what it is, man? Do you guys think it is a part of that Madden curse? Do you believe in the Madden curse? I I, I mean, it's got some people pretty good in the past. It man. has. I do I mean, believe that list is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty I, interesting. I believe them. I mean, of course, I feel like the Madden curse is a. Is a real thing, but I don't think it's to affect where it's going to ruin somebody's career like it does. Right. No, it's been. Bro- I just it's think been broken. It's just bad I mean, season. Yeah, Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes broke it. Didn't Tom he Brady win a Super Bowl? Didn't or, Mahomes win a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't blame. I don't. You can't blame this on the Madden curse, in my opinion. I just think uh, Ken Dorsey being there wasn't really the greatest solution for Josh Allen. Yeah. With uh, especially replacing Brian Dable. I think what's his name? Joe Brady is yep, the Joe new Brady. Uh, OC right I now. So yeah, and I mean he's doing a good job. <clears throat> Josh Allen in back-to-back weeks has looked like old Josh Allen. Yeah, but I mean when time comes to it, we saw him in overtime miss Gabe Davis, and I don't. I right. mean they say, they came out and said it was an option route, so I don't know if it was Gabe Davis's it was fault. Option route, interesting. It was gotcha. either. I mean they both took uh, blame, saying yeah, it's my fault. I ran the I I ran the wrong route, or yeah. I just guessed wrong. That but, is tough. That is, you never know. Yeah, I just think. I mean, Jalen Hurts would hit that throw. Um, 
I I mean if it's if it's the situation that you just just described, then that I mean there's almost no well, base. Well, in the right? second half, when tied or trailing, Hertz has a completed sixty-seven point six percent of his passes, which is number one in the NFL. Right, but you're aware that we just said that it was an option round in yes. which they both blamed themselves, and now and now Jalen Hurts guarantees to make that throw. I'm just saying I think he would make that throw. Sounds like you're an Eagles fan. It because oh, I am. There it is. But. Like all bias aside, though, truly, I do think Josh Allen has looked a lot better. I think Gabe Davis can't really be a wide receiver too in this league for a good team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he's gotten so overhyped over the last few years. He has like few games where he has over 100 yards, such as this one. Right. But he always just, I guess, disappears at sometimes. He has a big catch and disappears. Yeah, yeah. It's disappointing to see that for a team that had so such high expectations before the season. Um, but Josh Allen, um, still, like we said, he's played a great game. I mean, the fourth quarter was a little questionable, but he finished the game with 56% completion, 339 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had a rushing touchdown as well, right? Or two rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah, because they, they, they both had multiple yeah, rush, multiple They both pass. had five. And only one interception with a rating of 82%. And Jalen Hurts, who finished the game with 58% completion, 200 yards, which I believe – all basically pretty much came in that second half. He had a perfect QBR, nearly perfect QBR in the second half, wow. which is just crazy after starting the game. Just so blatantly terrible. Yeah. yeah. But ends the game with three touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, a pick with a with a rating of 96.2. So Some of the throws he made in that game were very impressive. The uh, uh, Zacchaeus one where he rolled oh, out on third and 15. Yeah. I tweeted that looked exactly like Gravedigger. Not the same circum- circumstances. But, but I'm, yeah, no, I definitely understand what you're saying because I feel like that's kind of crazy how back-to-back days he, there's – I mean, I don't want to say same play, but yeah. it looks eerily similar. Very similar. Yeah. And then the Devontae Smith touchdown pass was insane. That catch was also crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, you're doing this without your safety blanket in Dallas Goddard. So yeah. I think this is very impressive. And Lane Johnson. And Lane Johnson. He was out, too. So Credit who's, to Jack. Who's playing at right tackle? Uh, I guess uh, Jack Driscoll. There's, yeah. Oh, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, he did he a great job. abused. Yeah. So good job to Jack Driscoll. And also, good job to Evan, our producer. He just gave me the update on the stat. Josh Allen had the ball five out of six times. The only, the only time he didn't get that ball back gotcha. was during that playoffs. Right. It was not at least two. It was only one. So, thank you, Evan. So, we're going talking about the best game of the year. Probably, we're arguing, probably the best game of the year. As of right now, yes. Yes. So, let's talk about the worst game of the year just really quickly. We're not going to go get too much into this, but the game last night, Vikings versus Bears. Yeah. Any takeaways from that? Josh Dobbs' insanity run might be coming to an end soon. I just don't see how you, um, I mean, dude, four picks and you don't capitalize on any of them. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing as a foot? Like, it's, like simply, if you, it's one thing to get four turnovers. That's unbelievable in a, in a uh, in a game situation like this. And I don't know, man, to not walk away with a touchdown on any of those. That's just it's brutal for, to me. That says you're not you're not going to win any remotely uh, any remotely important game. Yeah, not not even walking away with a touchdown on any of the turnovers. Walk without walking like, oh out with a touchdown in the entire game. Yeah. That's that's insane it's to me. Insane. So are you starting Jaron Hall? I mean, that was who they had originally as their backup before when that trade went down. But then he got injured, right. and Josh Dobbs was forced into the lineup. Jaron so. Hall is the uh, quarterback from BYU. BYU, yeah. yeah. I actually did kind of like him. He, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say I liked him enough to good be arm a talent. starting quarterback. Yeah. yeah, good arm talent. He's actually a little bit mobile too. He's pretty solid at BYU. But um. So was Zach Wilson. I'm glad I recalled that. Zach Wilson was also kind of good at BYU. <laughs> yeah, but, um, we know how that's turned out so far. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. In terms of the quarterback in Chicago, I think you um, I mean, you roll with Justin Fields just for the sake of the season, right? I mean. I would. You're not going anywhere. You know, you might as well just let him keep playing if somehow actually puts together four good games. Maybe you're set on quarterback, but maybe you get some – you uh, create enough buzz to trade him for something for some second round pick, probably. Yeah, or, I'm thinking maybe if anything at this point, Vikings wouldn't surprise maybe. me. Maybe, yeah, Atlanta. 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 I think Kirk would go. Atlanta. There. Yeah. I think if they move on, they, like they get another quarterback, Kirk is going. I, to that's what I was. That's what I, I think I said that a few weeks. Honestly, ago. I I could see Kirk go to Atlanta and yeah, Justin yeah. probably go to the Vikings. Yeah, or yeah. like uh, Justin going to the Raiders too. I don't think the Raiders are going to draft a QB. You think, I don't do you think, think the Raiders Vikings, would make you that You think move. the Vikings take Justin Fields? 
You know Ooh. what? I if think, Kirk I Cousins leaves, are you going to replace him with Justin? I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be like more of a Malik Willis, like Will Levis type of situation where you have two guys battle it out. I still think if like if you lose Kirk, you should still draft one. I thought you were saying I should get Malik Willis. In the oh, no, no, that, that was no, going to be like, okay. <laughs> that was, yeah. no, I'm not advising that. I'm okay, not. Okay. For the Vikings, I feel like they could do a lot better job unlocking Justin Fields because, I mean, right. Matt, Ev- Matt Everflus's offense is not something to be proud of. It's really we saw it last night. I uh, think if you have a target like, you know, I'm not saying DJ Moore's not anything, but Justin Jefferson. Justin like, Jefferson is much better than DJ Moore. TJ Hawkinson as well. Yeah, like, and Jordan Addison. Yeah, just all great targets. And then you have a coach yeah. who seems like a player coach. Yeah. Like everyone. He really, I do like Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, he, he seems does. like a really fun coach to be around. So um, it, a whole lot to watch out for. And Evan, why'd you call him a dumpster fire? You just. Give me your opinion no, on that. No, the game was a dumpster fire. There you go. Oh, my yeah. roommate's a Vikings fan, so he cool. got home about half, like at halftime, and I kept on peeking over my shoulder. Turnover, turnover, turnover. That was <laughs> the worst game I've ever. I didn't even watch it to to ever listen to. Worst game he's ever not watched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just the audio was. Yeah. So I mean, I watched the beginning of the game, and I re- I could have, I I, I t- could tell that it was going to be a doozy. Just within the first quarter. Yeah. So I turn it off. You know, I'm just doing some work. I get a tweet. I, it's like Dov Kielman. Y'all know who I'm Dov talking Kleiman, about? Dov Kielman, yeah. The yeah. guy who's yeah, not yeah, real, yeah. but apparently some a real guy. No I, can figure I out know you're talking real. about, like, yeah. nobody. He's a, a somewhat reliable source, but no one actually knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get a tweet from him saying, Josh Dobbs, fourth interception. I'm like, what is going on? The Bears can't be this good. And I look at the score. And they're losing like seven to three. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Game. It's it's pretty bad. But as Devin Evan described it, definitely a dumpster fire, which is going to lead us, unfortunately, Tanner, to our next. <laughs> Whoa! Our what next, a segue! What a segue! That's messed up. Our next conversation. That's a good he's, segue. He's, he's been thinking about that, dude. Like, that that idea popped in his head, and he couldn't wait to just a little bit just compare little my team bit. to a dumpster fire. <laughs> Panthers got to start a chance saying sell a team. I we really do. David <laughs> Tepper needs to sell that football I'm, team. I'm man. so curious to hear your opinion. I mean, like, let's talk about it. The Panthers versus the Titans. Um, Panthers. I mean, sorry. Titans win 17 to 10. Even as like an Alabama fan, this is hard to watch for Bryce Young. It's hard to watch even not even as a, a Carolina fan, just as a yeah. Eagles fan. It's hard to watch Frank Reich going through this again. Yeah, it's difficult to watch David Tepper just. His, he's made some unusual comments, like oh, the dude. timing of them. Yeah, like it kind of. He's giving like he doesn't know, like he has a plan or anything, but a whole lot. But so, he's just going with the flow. You can't really <laughs> diss him for that. <laughs> I saw a stat that when he got there, the team was like pretty much. Let me summarize it. It was like plus five hundred. And where you have like the worst record in professional sports since twenty nineteen yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's and then ever in since, like the major like MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, the Panthers have the worst record since twenty nineteen. I mean, isn't that awesome? You're leading a stat somewhere, so I feel like that's so a you're good... actually not leading a stat. No, it's like leading a stat of the worst team possible. So, so I mean, that's not leading a stat actually. But worst team possible, number one, Panthers. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> okay, dude. Yep, you got me. <laughs> yeah, it was a great joke, man. But um, but I think I'll probably get into a little bit more of uh, what I think about the future for the uh, next break. But um, just quickly, I do think that Tepper should probably sell his football team. I think he makes decisions very loosely. Um, he treats it a little bit like a little bit like a fan, if that makes sense. A little bit like playing Madden. Yeah, exactly. A little bit like me if I was like, oh, you know, he's not doing that great. Let's just fire him. You know what I mean? And um, just keep firing. Rehiring. Exactly for that. <laughs> and um, cap off. And also Bryce Young. A uh, quick comment. I saw a chart today that um, it was by football. Football something. It's a Twitter account. They make a lot of advanced football metric. Pro or something like something that. Something like Football Insight, I think yeah. it is. They make a bunch of advanced metric uh, charts for the NFL. And this one, the uh, you know, help me picture a graph here, but the x-axis was um, percent of throws to open receivers. And it, I forget the range, but it was something like 20% to 80% or something like mm-hmm. that in the bottom line. Then the y-axis, you have um, percent of highly accurate throws. And again, kind of subjective, but at the same time, it's still a still a helpful chart for this scenario. But again, think about that chart. So you have two uh, kind of low on the right end, throws to open receivers a lot, but doesn't have a very high percentage of you know inc- incredibly accurate throws. And some guys fill out the middle. But Bryce Young is higher than anybody else in this chart. 
so in terms of percentage of accurate passes, is above everybody else in the league. Then you have him as far left as possible as he poss- as he could be. He's literally, I think, on the he line. is what they what they set the chart for on the bottom. They said, "Oh, Bryce Young's lower. We got to bring it down a little bit." That's what they did for Bryce Young. He is in the top left corner of this chart, which I think I've said a lot about what the problems with this team are. I think that represents it pretty well um, in terms of again highly accurate throws to receivers who are not open. But yeah, yeah. I- I just, just wanted to bring that up. No, no, it's just That's so all. funny because me and Connor were trying not to laugh because we could tell you're getting animated. Just, <laughs> it's oh, dude, just you it's wait. It's boiling over. It's just, just you wait. You're gonna pop off before the season explodes. I'm I have, explode. I have I more mean, in the next section. You should really we'll call David Tepper, Tepper, just like he just make me the GM. Give him an earful. <laughs> say, hey man, Please. get rid of Scott. It's hey, my time. Just be like, have you ever played Madden? <laughs> like, do you not know how this works? <laughs> do you know a single thing about football? You don't because it, it doesn't seem like it. Oh, yeah. Just trade all of our there. picks for good players. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. <laughs> trade all of our picks for players who are supposed to be good but aren't good in exactly. our system. Exactly. Hey, but who knows? Maybe now you guys have uh, – we'll talk we'll get a little bit more. You guys are, are hopefully in, uh, entering a shift here with Frank Reich. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get into how I would like to see that go here in a little bit. But Yeah, but we'll talk more about that when we get back from break. You are listening to the student section NFL. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And we are back. You're listening to the student section NFL on WVUA 90.7, the Capstone. So we are about to get back underway with our conversation about what the heck is the plan for the Panthers? <laughs> Frank Reich, out the door, second year. Uh, this has happened to him. Last year, this happened to him with the Colts, and the Colts hired someone with no experience and Jeff Saturday. So the Panthers have the opportunity to do the most hilarious thing ever and hire Jeff Saturday <laughs> and bring him <laughs> no, on. No, if board. we if we get some like a I don't want to use the word mascot. I forgot get, he was a coach. If we get a <laughs> mascot like if we get a mascot like interim head coach, then I want it to be Greg Olson. That's I, my uh, that's my favorite because I would actually enjoy. I like I think yeah. I think Greg Olson. I mean, just from you can tell just from his broadcasting skills and yeah. his play-by-play that he absolutely knows the game. But and also, do um, tight end you? Like he's uh, yeah. that whole thing. He heads all of that. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's, uh, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know if this is true. I want to say right. that he coaches his little kids. Oh, he does. Like, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there is a little bit of coaching experience. Again, it would but, be and it would be fun if we're going for the mascot head coach kind of deal. And I think he would do a great job of building a culture. For this team right away. Yeah, he I'm, was uh, he was here when there really was a culture. Yeah, which so is, he knows what it takes. Nice. It's kind of but funny because uh, I think Steve Wilkes really kind of had a culture before he left when he was in. I still don't think that Steve Wilkes would have been the long term solution. No, of course not honestly. long term. But I, mean, I feel like he did a better job with the culture than Frank Reich. Yeah. Absolutely, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, I cannot I cannot disagree there at all. But again, at the same time, when you're thinking about that, it's hard to stick with a guy. Um, it's hard to stick with a guy who's not a head coach, who has never been a head coach, had never even been a um, coordinator yet. I believe maybe he's been a coordinator before, but he wasn't a coordinator at the time. He was the run game coordinator for us, and so defensively that is. But so it's hard to go with him um, as a long term solution. He was an awesome interim head coach, and um, I still love Steve Wilkes. But in terms of the long term guy, I get that point completely. Just real quick, like cause yeah. the same situation happened with the Eagles. Um, when yeah. Doug Peterson got fired. All the players advocated for your running Staley. back. You're, yeah, your running well, back. Well, your old running back coach. Yeah, yeah. no longer. Yeah, no longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they advocated for Deuce Staley, and then, like you said, for the same reasons, the Eagles chose to go with Nick Sirianni. And again, it just and it worked out. I think but, it makes more sense to yeah. do so. Is there someone in the league? Obviously, hot names like Ben Johnson are out there. Ben Johnson for sure. Brian Johnson too. I'm not as big. I, I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near as big a fan, honestly, um, as I am for Ben Johnson. Um, Brian Johnson. As I like oh, Ben oh, Johnson yeah, far. I, I, yeah, I like that's Ben. My fault. I like Ben far yeah. more than I like Brian. Okay. Yeah. And because um, Ben Johnson, this team is kind of set up for Ben Johnson. I think a little bit more. Um, he's got a in uh, in Detroit. He's got a great great run game, and he has some. The opportunity to use some really dynamic offensive linemen, got uh, like Iki Aquanu, for example. Mm. That guy is an incredible run blocker in terms of agility, strength, and, sp- um, and speed. 
again, and also one of the biggest problems of this team is the disorganization of the offensive line. And one of the strengths of the Lions when I watch them is how coordinated and how communicated they are for every snap. They so rarely miss assignments. People rarely get into the backfield too early. And, um, again, that's something this team needs. And I think Ben Johnson would have an opportunity to, uh, to do that here. And um, you could argue that there's more desirable positions. I think the Chargers job will likely free up before that time. Right, because I was going to um, ask, didn't last year, before you guys hired Frank Reich, wasn't Ben Johnson still available? He was, but he, but he decided to, to resign back. with mm-hmm. uh, the Lions. And, yeah. uh, maybe, and, you know, I don't see there's anything uh, wrong with that. I have to right. imagine after this year maybe he's looking to – take that next step probably gets I, a better, I really hope so bigger contract too exactly yeah so i really like that um that being said if i am if i am being david tepper uh owner of the panthers then i'm i the first thing i would do <laughs> after all of the things that have happened <laughs> so far uh i would fire uh, i would fire scott fitter and i know that's a weird thing for me to say after i kind of criticized him for um firing guys a little bit too easily but um, again, if you're if this is the kind of reset that you want it to be, um, we've got sixty two potentially sixty two million in cap next year. Um, get a guy who get get rid of the guy who built the roster that has put the offense in the situation that he's it is. built this master of the last exactly. Yeah. Um, it's he's built an offense that essentially collapses in on itself. Of this problem creates problems for these guys. These guys create problems for this group, and then this problem creates problems for that group, and it just cannot work. And um, so you fire him and let somebody with, let somebody have a chance to shape something with this team with that sixty-two million dollars. That's what you need to do. And um, again, can so I, I think you fire Fitterer then. Can I float out a name for you that I please? Uh, my friend, um, he's also a Panthers fan. Yeah, and he's actually open to the idea of I think your defensive coordinator's like Eddie something. Ajiro Vero. Oh, I guess thank you. For I okay, well, had for no chance the head coach is not um for co- the coach I would not hate uh Ajiro Vero for. Um, I do like him. I was I was talking about GM though for okay. that yeah. just for that sake. But yeah, I right. think my perfect scenario. I'll kind of go through this. May this may be a lot of words, but perfect scenario is to hire Ben Johnson again. Fire Fitter, um, get a new GM. I'm just gonna for the sake of argument play the role of said new GM right now. Right. First, you hire Ben Johnson. Second, you resign Brian Burns. He has not had the season that I thought he would. I don't think he's playing for anything. Exactly. And yeah. I don't think, and I'm not completely upset at that because. Helps you guys out. You can pay him in the range of $23 million now, 24, instead of the stuff he was asking for that would have put him above guys like TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? You can de- confidently pay him roughly $23 million next year. And again, this is based off of the $62 million cap. So do that. Then, with the 33rd pick, who I, one of which I think will be available at this spot, is either Amika Abuka, wide receiver from Ohio State or Malik Neighbors. They are two of my favorite um, speed-type wide receivers in the NFL and also are very talented separators, especially Amika Abuka. I'm a huge fan of his. And he's also more likely to be available at this 33 spot. Um, so you take one of them in the draft. That's And I'm not going to go past that in the draft because that's impossible to right. speculate on who's going to be, especially at this point. Yeah. So you do that. Now, um, free agency in terms of wide receivers is pretty good going into this next season. Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans is going to be in free agency. Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, T. Higgins. That being said, my favorite of which um, I believe is T. Higgins. But that also, same time, if you, again, getting that speed type in the draft with Amika Abuka or uh, Malik Neighbors, I think you target the big guy, so I wouldn't be upset with Mike Evans. You could probably get him a lot cheaper as well than you would T. Higgins, uh, considering age. What about, I'm throwing a name, Hopkins, because now there's... DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, with the r- rumors of him, the Titans blowing it up soon with Derrick Henry being all the that, I would absolutely be okay with that. Okay. I do think DeAndre Hopkins is still a very good player. Um, but, again, obvi- again, obviously, T. Higgins is the ideal just because age. You get a- give him a chance to grow with Bryce mm. Young, even though he's already spent a few years in the league. Then um, The dream, of course, is Diggs. Of course. I mean, dream, of course, is Diggs. Yeah. But, but at the same time, we're, I don't, we're not going to get him. Yeah, it's be a range of like $14 million. Let's be realistic. Yeah. yeah. And um, – I would also look for – I would try to target Legereus Sneed in free agency. I would try to pay him around $14, $15 million. I think that's about what he will uh, get in this next cycle just based on where the market is for cornerbacks. That's and I really pickup. like what he's done yeah. in Kansas City. He's, he's been, been amazing this he's year. He's been awesome him for Kansas City. Him and McDuffie are really – I have. think they're rated as like the top 
I don't know if they're, if they're the top cornerback duo, but they're up there. Right. And they should be. They are. They have been an absolute. They have been an absolute beast this season. So I'll go him. And that's again for about fifteen million. Then Jonah Jackson would be my last um, ideal pickup. He's a guard from the Lions. He's going to be in free agency, and um, to give him about two million dollars, maybe a little less than that, and um, that would leave about six to eight million left over for rookie signings. You know, maintaining uh, maintaining guys that you know are making one point five, whatever it is, for this mm-hmm. roster. And um, so you do all that, and then my last thing, this has been a plenty long tangent, but I would take, I would try to recruit Sharon Moore from Michigan. He is their current offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator. Okay, so you're going really in-depth here. I, exactly, yeah, I have. <laughs> you're fixing the band. Yeah, I know. David Tepper better and, be listening. Um, <laughs> so I, I would try to aggressively go after him because, again, he could be in high demand. Again, uh, he's also young. He's younger than 35, which is um, I think would be awesome, and also, I think it would be a good opportunity for him. Um, because again, he's an offensive coordinator, so it's still an upgrade going to the NFL and playing that role. And at the same time, he's going to, if this exact scenario played out, he would also be working with Ben Johnson. And Ben Johnson is a um, run heavy, often uh, run heavy, talented offensive coordinator, the same way that Shamar Moore is. Excuse me, I said Shamar Moore. Um, Sharon Moore, pardon me. And I think that also gives an opportunity to, you know, work in an offense that is. Um, what he's already good at, and he can learn even more from a guy like Ben Johnson, and then somebody, some hopefully young creative pass game coordinator. But yeah, again, that is my entire plan. For it seems the, like you have more of a plan than uh, Tepper does yeah. right now. So <laughs> I might, I might. Yeah, honestly, that's a very real possibility. I feel like if we looked at Tepper's chalkboard right now, it just says, you know what else? Fire everybody. <laughs> you know what I would also be okay with? Skip all the steps I just said. Sell the team. That's also that's, my that's really also that's really my good one option. step solution that could also really help. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah, I I I like that old rundown. I like your plan. Thank I have you. nothing to add. I mean, you obviously can speak on this better than I can, but um, I, I'm so interested to see what the Panthers do here. They, like you said, they're cleaning house. They have so much cap space, and we're going to see a lot of coaching changes probably this off season because I think Adam Schefter reported it's not like he's can see like in the future, but like he wouldn't be surprised if a lot of teachers uh, teachers a lot of <laughs> coaches are let go. So. Maybe who knows? Maybe you guys can end back with Ron Rivera. No, Ooh, that, I don't know if you'd want that. I don't. I also do. I want an offensive head coach. That's, oh, I get that. Completely. That's the way the league is now. It's going. Mm-hmm. You need your offensive mind to stay with you, in right. my opinion. And uh, yes, and again, Ben Johnson, young, very <laughs> talented offensive mind that people really that people haven't figured out yet. Harbaugh, do what? Harbaugh. <sighs> I think he's going to come back. You think he comes back? I think the there's NFL? too much smoke at Michigan right yeah, now. Yeah, I think, and I think he's going to look for that. Maybe Payback. I don't even. I mean, don't get me wrong. Prove you know, proven head coach. Right, I know he can. But again, I want to go. Ben Johnson has more promise. You know what I mean? I want somebody with potential, not somebody who's proven. And I get you know that. I mean? The only thing about Ben Johnson that, from an outside perspective, is that Carolina's not the biggest destination for it's not, the I mean, hottest name out and there. He, and he's a big name again. Yeah. It's very dependent on. Um, and again, especially with the reputation that this team is now put on ourselves shout yeah. out david tepper yeah but um i only say that because again this team is uh this team is the very much has the potential to be a very good running team yeah has the guys and um i just have to hope that ben johnson sees that yeah. and someone will for sure you know again you also you have your uh first pick quarterback you know what i mean that's something that a lot of teams don't get the luxury of uh figuring out or having yeah, you guys solved that issue now it's just exactly who's we, gonna ha- steal we the have ship. the quarterback we yeah. just need somebody with an actual plan somebody willing to do what it takes to not just go in and flank exactly <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah it's it's a new day for the panthers it's a new day for panthers fans and it's a new day for frank reich got a lot of new days uh, yeah so it's uh but i mean you can't feel too bad about frank reich i mean like hey he's got two now fully guaranteed contracts he's living his best life he's gonna make twenty five thousand dollars a day right day for the next three years i believe that's and that's just he's from living the, life. is that from both contracts or just the panthers i believe it's from the panthers just the panthers right i believe so that is ridiculous that's awesome that's honestly yeah. probably the best job in the world is being fired as a head coach. I mean, look at uh, the old Cardinals. <laughs> look at the old travel. Cardinals uh, head coach. Uh, Cl- Kingsbury. Where is he at? I think he's still in Korea, it, right? He, well, no, he's <laughs> in Korea? Didn't he what? go take a vacation he's to Korea? Somewhere. Or he he's went to somewhere. Taiwan. He went to Taiwan. I mean, he definitely was. took a vacation. I can't remember where he, he is, He just though. disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. I have a question for you, though, Jalen. Yeah, sure. So oh, wow. Frank Reich, you know, yeah, former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator who won the Super Bowl. Good Christian man. How would <laughs> okay okay? <laughs> well, let's just throw that out there, I guess. But how would you feel 
for him to come come in for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles as an advisor role like Vangio did last year during the playoffs. I kind of thought it's going to go in that direction because he mentioned that he wanted to retire. Mm-hmm. But if you're Nick Sirianni and you saw how passionate he was that that Colts game last year, like after they yeah. kind of did him dirty and like only did him dirty with hiring Jeff Saturday. That's really and like, then and then the Panthers did him even worse by just firing him because yeah. he can't build a team. <laughs> so, but and also to his point, Frank Reich didn't even really. It sounds like he didn't even want Bryce Young. You know, Bryce Young is not the issue. I'm not making this sound like Bryce Young is the issue. It I'm just not, sounds like this coaching staff. I'm not going to speculate on who won and who for the sake of my mental health. <laughs> but um, all I know is that hopefully from now on this will be a system and full of guys who make it make it a priority to make Bryce Young successful and not yeah. fit Bryce Young into their idea, if that makes sense. Fit their idea into Bryce Young and not fit Bryce Young into the into. You guys get that right? No, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. play to Bryce Young's strengths. I play to Bryce Young's strengths. Don't have your offense and try to find a way to for Bryce Young to fit in there. This guy is. This is a really talented football player, man. Yeah. He is. I know all of these doubts have happened. This is an incredibly talented guy, and you have to take advantage of that. I. It sucks that Frank Wright couldn't do it, and um, and again, there were worries going in that he is too, too traditional and that he is. Yeah outdated right and that seems very accurate to this point <laughs> as much as i wanted to not admit that that's yeah. exactly what that's a big part of what the problems have been didn't so. okay so didn't frank reich take play calling back recently yeah, yeah that was he that did was also kind of and so because it, it did not improve with thomas brown unfortunately no the only thing that worries me about you know about that is since frank Reich frank reich took the um play calling back i looked at the play last week game it's like the uh, last drive of the game, it's fourth yep. and fourth and six. The Panthers need to get it or game is over. And let's wait. Who surely, was it to? Who was surely it to? you throw it at the sticks, right? Oh no, I would definitely think you just surely throw it. Past. At least get it at, yeah. at the sticks, maybe maybe a yard short. Yeah, I no. mean, just get it like you know the routes where either way past it, near yeah. it, so people can make a play and go get it. Yeah. But who who did he throw it to? A wide receiver screen to who? I can't remember who it was. Poorly but, drew up. It was, it was poorly, poorly drew up. up. Poorly, poorly drawn up. It looked like it looked like a low number. It could have been Chark, but I'm not we, sure. Should do do we still throw uh, wide receiver screens to DJ Chark now? You shouldn't throw wide receiver screens to anybody on that wide receiving core. None of them are That's, built. <laughs> none of them are built <laughs> to so take true. wide receiver I screens. Lavisca Chenault is the exception. I yeah. I, I like Chenault and I like I kind of like Mingo, but he doesn't play. Even then, he, those are built for five yards. You're not calling that for six Mingo's yards. Mingo's catch was tough to watch. I mean, like obviously it was blown up on Twitter, but yeah. like. Obviously, could it looked like he was trying to keep toe tap, but just the wrong direction. He had no idea where the line was, man. I think he didn't know because, again, if you're a receiver and you're trying to, you know, working with your quarterback, he scrambled outside. Um, you have to be aware of where the sideline is, yeah, just because if you're running too fast, then he has to to put the ball in bounds, (laughs) whether you like or not. Yeah, the ball has to travel in bounds, and uh, I guess he just didn't know where those bounds were. Hold on from it. Hold and he overran from it. it. But yeah. I still like his potential. I, I'm still uh, huge on him. But obviously, yeah. there's some growing pains right I there. I was very, I was very big. I wanted the Eagles to get him uh, last year. Do you want AJ Brown too? Yeah, I mean, of course, I wanted AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get them all. Why yeah. not? Let's <laughs> get, get all the AJ Brown. <laughs> get all the old Miss receivers. Why not? Evan, what did you wanted to add? Um, I was just saying, seeing the reports that Frank Reich wanted CJ Stroud and the quarterbacks coach wanted CJ Stroud. That just brought me back as a Dolphins fan to the Brian Flores to a situation. And I think uh, I think getting a coach that wants to play for Bryce Young will be very good for him. Because if you got someone who's just got in the back of mind, they're going to be the problem that he can just use Bryce Young as a scapegoat. He's less likely to work with him. You Absolutely. don't give a person that you want to see succeed a fourth and six. That just tells them you don't try. <clears throat> that you don't trust them. Yeah. And obviously, first two years with Tua, Dolphin, he didn't perform very great. Absolutely, getting yeah. Him a, getting him a coach that wants to win, that knows how to make a scheme to play to his strengths. And Bryce Young, same kind of thing. He's very accurate, but you need to implement the game plan for the young quarterback for them to succeed in today's NFL. Absolutely. I know people understand how good this quarterback is. They just need to time. Um, exactly. He just needs time to work with somebody who knows that he is good. Yeah. Because, again, the, the evidence is there. The film is there. There's mm-hmm. very little doubt. He yeah. could also use some competent weapons. 
Yeah, it's very true. A lot of special, like, competent, competent special, offensive line. special positions. Um, Evan, I thought you made a really good point. Um, like you said, to your point, Brian Flores is a great example. I think Trevor Lawrence, you could make that case. Mm-hmm. That was a great example. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot more we can get into, like, like our next quarterback we're about to talk to talk about, Mac Jones. But before we start that conversation, why don't we go ahead and head to break? You are listening to the student section NFL. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And we are back and you're listening to the student section NFL. Um, we're going to continue our conversations. We just had a nice conversation about uh, the quarterback troubles in Carolina, but let's go ahead and move it over to New England. Mac Jones. Um, we're going to make this very quick, by the way. Let's do this. Let's call this our speed round. We're just going to go quickly through some of the games and recap right. them. So we'll make this very quick, but because some of these games aren't really worth talking about, but I feel like there are some things we should point out. And yeah. one of them being Mac Jones being benched again in this game. So it's, it seems like his time as a franchise quarterback is over for New England. Kind of. It, um, don't get me wrong, they'll probably look to move on. But in terms of this season, there was um, Bill Belichick in the interview. I don't know if you guys saw it. But he was repeatedly asked about why uh, Jones came out with about like th- three minutes, 40 seconds, something like that left in the game. And he kept saying that he just didn't see the need to keep him in the game. Right. Which, you know, technically is saying, is saying that, you know, he is our starter, but, you know, I didn't see a need to have him stay in this, frankly, pitiful game. And um, so, yeah, I wouldn't – I think Mac Jones' time is likely over after the season, but I'm pretty confident he stays as the starter for the rest of the season. Honestly, I kind of like the way Bill Belichick handled that because yeah. he didn't – I mean, he didn't say, no, nah, he's done. But, I mean, I feel like we all know that he's done. His confidence is shot. If you hear him now, like his before and after press conferences for yeah. when he first had his rookie season to now, it's it's makes you feel something. Man. Heard he's lost the locker room. Heard he's – Wow. Yeah, I think his time with the Patriots is coming up to an end, especially as a starter. I don't I, – I guess I wouldn't say – He's going to be benched for the rest of the season. You want to hear a bit of a hot take? Yes. If Mac Jones was drafted at three to the Niners in his draft, which there was a lot of rumors that Shanahan wanted him yeah. at three, I think he, we would be talking about him entirely different. He would probably be an all-pro. Yeah. yeah. All-pro, pro-bowler. He, he has been an all-pro, but he would probably be no, a, I thought it was a pro-bowler, excuse me, all-pro. Pro. You're right, you're right, you're right. He's been a pro-bowler um, somehow, but – he is. I think he would be an all-pro quarterback at this point. Yeah, I do. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Because if Brock can do it, then I feel like. Yeah, I agree. So it's an interesting direction that the Patriots are hit, headed in. I mean, as soon as they lose Tom Brady, it looks like they they might get Caleb Williams or Drake May or maybe even the Heisman winner who could be like the LSU quarterback or um, Jane yeah. Daniels, Bo Nix. Yeah. More just, more. It's between them at this point, I think. It yeah. looks like they're getting another great quarterback. So um, just interesting for the see from the Patriots side of things. Um, let's go to another bad quarterback just really quickly. Steelers versus Bengals. I like. I just want to bring up this game. Just <laughs> another bad quarterback. Jake Browning and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Just what what a what, what a matchup. <laughs> what a matchup. But there is something to note here. This is the first game since the Steelers have fired their offensive coordinator Matt Canada. And it's so funny that after they fire him, it's been 58 straight games without eclipsing 400 yards of total offense. And they do just that right after they fire Matt Canada. I just want to get wow. your takeaways from that. It's so it's, what I hear it isn't Kenny Pickett's fault. Well. Uh. But, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's too early. He, to he tell. sure he sure tried. Kenny oh, he sure did his part. You in know, the firing I mean, of Matt Canada, but four hundred yards the first time in fifty eight games after you the first game you get after firing your OC. You're right. It, I mean, it says a lot. Can't I'm also saying that. if Kenny Pickett was not the quarterback, they might have gotten five hundred. Yeah, six hundred. Probably, probably scored more than sixteen points. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so it's still so funny that they only scored sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. But also let me and also the Steelers are like winning. Like aren't they seven three now? So I think or seven, seven and they, four. They've been winning yeah. to be fair. But it now but now it's still going. It's what's so shocking me. Like it's not like a downpour after like you know how they had eleven straight and then they just kind of tanked like yeah. after that. I'm surprised it's still going at this pace. But any concern about the Deontay Johnson drama or the Jordan Pickens drama? About. Yeah, uh, I feel like they're not really handling the the divas really well. I feel like George Pickens is Probably becoming not. a a kind of I don't want to say he's becoming a diva, but I mean 
What is with Steelers and Debo wide receivers? You got Martavius Bryant. Uh, I'm not even going to say his say name. It. <laughs> say it. And I, 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 there it is. I was going to say, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. You, what like, has he done? Oh, what, what hasn't <laughs> he done is the question. But, hasn't. I mean, you know, we saw after a game he posted free me after he had what, one catch for like four yards. Yeah. So, Jeez. But Deontay Johnson was just, he's been pretty quiet the last two weeks. So there was a uh, There was a little clip going around on Twitter where like, I think one of them fumbled the ball, like his teammates fumbled the ball. Yeah, I think he, Warren fumbled the ball, yeah, and he, he didn't, just stopped playing. He just looked at them, pick just up, stopped recover. Playing, yeah, he just it was. It's getting pretty bad up there. It's something to monitor, but I don't want to say anything. Crazy. Yeah, it's nothing too concerning. And the last thing to talk about, I think the most game we got to not like most of like most amazing game to watch, but still interesting to keep eyes on. The Broncos continue their winning streak. Now they're at either their fifth or sixth. When um, the longest active streak in the NFL, I think. Um, just real quick, the Broncos. Any takeaways? I mean, they're they're they started really off rough, but now they're like hitting the switch. You know, I yeah. threw I threw around the idea, just m- making like a funny joke after they got their their win after the seventy point loss. I was like, yeah. Huh. Imagine the Broncos just go on a streak and start winning games. <laughs> that is, what, I remember you saying that. That is. I mean, I, I, well, I look at us now. <laughs> I wasn't serious. I mean, I was. I mean, I, I was. Saw, I yeah. was hopeful, but I wasn't very serious. I mean, yeah. And it's. I guess it's happening. They're above five hundred now. I mean, they've. Their defense has looked amazing. I mean, they held the Chiefs to nine points. Bills twenty-two. Yeah. I know Sean Payton made that comment about coaching about what's going on last year, but for the audience that is listening, this goes to show you what legit coaching can do for a team. Yeah. I mean, they have so many young players that are playing at a good level. Um, there's this one kid on the defensive end. I can't remember his name, um, but he reminds me of Von Miller. He's not Von Miller, okay. but the way he beats the around the edge, it yeah. reminds me of a little bit the of Von Miller. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Von Miller. I'm excited for Broncos' next matchup, though, this week. Uh, Broncos-Texans, I think that's a really good uh, – oh, Well, let's talk about that. Broncos versus te- Texans. What are, you, what are your takeaways from that game? Uh, you mean just Texans, uh, the Texans versus Jags? Yeah. I took- think – yeah, no, the Texans and Jags was last week. I think uh, CJ Stroud played a great game. I think Trevor Lawrence had a good game as well. It, it was honestly very impressive just to see how good CJ Stroud is already in his young yeah. career. But I guess one thing I can confidently say is I think kickers are like the third most important, maybe second most important position on the team. You see... Bold. I vehemently disagree, but please keep going. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you know, you have, what's his name, Amendola, the kicker, chance to win the game. Who's now cut. 56-yarder in a dome, he misses. They lose the entire game. Jake Elliott down by three in the rain, in the wind. You know, they need this to either lose if he misses or just tie it to go to overtime and have a chance to win, and he yeah. throws it. I just think having a good kicker is such a like a vital piece of success that a team could have. And I just think, I mean, of course you can argue, you know, O-line, D-line. Of course I'm not saying that. You but can I'm argue... Just, Almost every position. Yes, you could. But I'm saying if you have a bad kicker who can't kick the lick, you, you can't score unless you score a touchdown. I mean, if you are – in terms of what you are prior, I know it's easy to say that with these situations, but what, what are you prioritizing as a general manager? You are prioritizing beefing up the offense and the defense. You are not – you know, you're not going free and just be like, oh, man, we got we to gotta get an all-pro kicker. We have to. That's the only way to win games. And that's just not true. I think the Vikings kind of had that mentality a little while ago. Like remember they when, they, yeah, when the Vikings just couldn't make a field goal and like that, I do. Remember I that. feel like screwed that, them over. Yeah, but game after rega- game. Regardless, I mean, what's going to put you in a worse position is it's not the you know kickers. They'll obviously they contribute to the game. You know, the highest scorers ever are generally kickers. But what you, I have to, I have to signal. I, I'm having a hard time wording it. But I, the kickers are just simply not because they're somewhat interchangeable. You know what I mean? That's We've why seen, having a good kicker is such a big thing. But no, I don't think I think they're not as important because they are interchangeable. Because you had a guy like Justin Tucker who going into the season everyone thinks is the greatest ever, and he hasn't been that good. He's over four from fifty plus yards, I believe. But isn't that more of such an age consideration? Like he's probably losing, that's yeah. probably fair. But even then, there's I mean, kickers. There's ninety nine percent of kickers are. In and out the door. You that is I mean? true because I remember last year Jake Elliott did get hurt. They brought in Cameron Dicker, who is now, now the Chargers kicker. Yes, and he drove out right after that game. He, too. he, he drove a game-winning uh, field goal, and then we cut him because we had to bring in Jake Elliott. Exactly, back. they're he's interchangeable. He's my yeah. fantasy kicker just because he was on the Eagles for that short little bit. But that's why. Yeah, that's why. But also, he's, nothing he's, else. He's also really good. Yeah. Okay, but also, um, let me Dicker just the just, kicker. Yeah, <laughs> that's his nickname. It is. That's true. So you just talking about the Texans, and we were just talking about the Broncos. Their matchup. Any th- concerns or expectations you expect out of it? 
I think it's going to be a really good matchup. I think CJ Stroud's going to hit his, like, I want to say first wall going against Patrick Sertain and that defense with Justin Simmons. I, I think, uh, yeah. Kareem Jackson's still suspended, is he? I think yeah. so. So, he, no Kareem Jackson, but I think this is going to be a really good test for the, his young career. I think Tank Dell's going to be getting the ball for sure. I think they're going to use him very creatively because, again, it's a strong defense. Um, maybe a little top heavy in the secondary department um, in mm -hmm. terms of the wideouts. And um, I think. Uh, you know, Patrick Sertan is what six one or six two, six two, two ten, something, something like that. Yeah. Um. You know, pretty good size of a corner. I think he'll be uh he'll be on the outside with Nico Collins and things like that. And I think uh there's I a think Nico Collins is gonna have a really quiet day if he follows oh, him abso around. Absolutely. I try and, to search um, up his height because Nico Collins is the consistent wideout. Mm -hmm. Um. For sure. And but I think they're gonna. I think Tank Dell's set for a great showing because oh, yeah. I just don't think I don't see a scenario where you put Patrick Sertan. I think they've kind of recognized that he might be like. The guy, their, their go-to guy for run offense. Yeah. But also, I searched up Patrick Sertan to try to, you know, find out like like uh, his height. But uh, yeah, he said he was forty-seven years old, and I was like, what? And then it was his dad. So <laughs> Patrick Sertan Senior. Yeah. So I thought That's that was hilarious. Funny. But before we go, let's just quickly break this down. Connor, big matchup, some battles for the NFC. Yes, Eagles uh, versus 49ers. I'm I'm super excited about this. Uh, I think it's very great to see. How the media is picking up the Eagles and saying, you know, Jalen Hurts MVP candidate, which I think he'll win this year just yeah. for what he's done. I don't think this is so his far. best season, but it's yeah. not his best season. But when he needed it, he came and performed. People are starting to realize his value. Yeah, of course. The numbers. Yeah. Forty yeah. uh, Niners after that three game losing streak, they look they look really good. Real good. Uh, I guess the defense decided to wake up. D line, I think it was Absolutely. fifteen sacks in the last three or five games, it's which crazy. is yep. it's impressive. Uh, but I mean, you going against some of the opponents. I know the Jaguars. That was a very good win. That was a very good win. Absolutely. Uh, and then they beat who else did they beat? Did they beat the? No, they lost to the Browns. I'm trying to yeah. let me look at they their losses. The breaks I think the, um, I think the, the Niners are a pound for pound uh, better team overall. But that being said, I think what I would be really scared of if I'm the Niners going into this game is the interior offensive line. They are not. I don't think they're very good in general. I think that got them into trouble with the Browns because the Browns mm -hmm. have a great D-line. And um, they the interior guys were in Brock Purdy's lap all day. And, again, now you have the Eagles who have the best interior defensive line in football. And I would be really concerned about that. That can that, That's the kind of stuff – that's the kind of matchup that can wreck a game. That can – no matter yeah. how much you're favored to buy, that can wreck the game. So – yeah, I completely agree. I think Jalen Carter will have a big a big day. Jordan Davis, who had who's been really good so far this season, really uh, under the rug. One of his right. big question marks coming into the league was his stamina and his ability to stay healthy. But like, hey, we saw during that chase down of Josh Allen, he had stamina for days, going at nearly sixteen miles per hour. Yeah, sixty uh, miles per hour, and he played wow. the most snaps he's ever had in his yeah, career. A three hundred fifty-five pounder or three hundred thirty-five. So unreal. But I, what I'm really excited about is the trash talk. I really am. So much back and forth. Oh, this yeah. is feels like a Super Bowl like atmosphere this, type of a game. I feel like this will be this is becoming the new rivalry. Yes. Oh yeah. Because uh, it's you, actually genuine bad blood. You, you, I mean, you heard the 49ers crying all offseason about, oh, what if this? What if that? You know, uh, walking out of multiple interviews like Debo. Hey man, it was sure would be it sure would be funny if the Niners did win. Oh, that, that narrative would look real good. <laughs> no, it, oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. it, it yeah. would one thousand percent. But what I'm super excited about is what Hassan Reddick answered the bell after the uh, the Bills game, saying, "You know, we all heard your crying and your what if scenarios. I want you to come and improve it." And I feel like that's just. I'm, I'm excited for you're this matchup. Hear, you're not hearing yeah. any talking from the Eagles. They want this matchup. I know they that yeah. was that was talking. I believe I just heard from the Eagles. Well, but. Connor, yeah. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> talking about an Eagle. But no, yeah, but, but no, I, mean, like, I kind of see what you're saying because we yeah. look at Debo Samuel and they ask him about it. No, I still stand the way I would do about Bradbury calling him trash. Bradbury hasn't said a single thing about Debo Samuel because he's not on his mind. Last thing I remember about Debo Samuel is fumbling about to read Blankenship at the end of the game. That's all I can really think about. Sounds like a whole lot of Eagles propaganda. Is what I'm. Hearing. Sounds like Connor wants in on this <laughs> yeah, trash talk. But it's it's like. You can't cry about. I mean, I get it. Brock Purdy got hurt. You can't block for your quarterback. Josh Johnson got they, hurt. They didn't you have can't a quarterback. Block on your they quarterback. didn't have a quarterback who could throw the football. That's, yeah, no, that's that's a highly unique scenario. There are far worse offensive lines. Shout out the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Bryce Young gets hit more than almost any other quarterback, and 
to and again, so I don't, I'm not going to say, oh, can't block for your quarterback. You, you, I'm not, I'm not saying you decided that they deserved it, but you know, oh, of course he's injured. You can't block for him. That's you know, that's not how it works. No, no, I know. I, I completely understand. It was a bad beat. It was his arm was going. You know, wrong time, wrong just everything. A free, yeah, free kit. Yeah, free kit. But it's at the same time, I'm just Eagles get Lane Johnson back. They get. I heard they get Dallas Goddard back. Right. Shaquille Barrett should be. Should be coming in for a meeting with the Eagles. I'm going to take the Niners. Shaquille Barrett. Darius. I mean, not Sha- Shaq Barrett. Sha- Shaq Leonard. There we go. A.K.A. Leonard. Darius Leonard, who. I was like, he's off the Bucks. <laughs> a- after his uh, back surgery, you know, he hasn't really been yeah. the same. But, I mean, he would still be a really good pickup for the Eagles after right. leaving Dallas without a deal. No, Kobe Dean still hasn't been able to show he can play healthy. He's on Zach IR, Cunningham. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Zach Cunningham went down. And then um, Ellis had a really good like substitution play. He came yeah, he, uh, the blitz. Yeah. yeah, but the finish this things all off to give my final prediction. I think this will be a very good game. I would not be surprised if the Eagles lose. Would not be surprised if the Eagles win. I had to see, but I say Eagles. Tanner, I'm gonna take the Niners. Yeah. Eagles. Wow, we're all going Eagles. Well, I'm not taking the 49ers. I'll, I'm not gonna be that guy. Of course well, you aren't. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna fly high here. And with that, we're gonna oh. say goodbye. Go Birds. You're listening to the student section NFL on WVUA 90.7. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.